Welcome to Breaking Form, a podcast of poetry and culture. I'm Aaron Smith. And I am James Allen Hall. For those listening for the first time, we do this show in segments. We do literary games. We revisit books that we love. We gossip. We do. We interview. We shade. We laugh. And we are not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I ask you some other questions? Mm-hmm. What did you read any poetry at all when your mom was sick? Like up in the to the, especially like that summer before when you were staying there. Like read them to her. No, I mean sure, but I mean for I you. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't read what? to her. Did you read any poetry for you? Do you remember? Gosh, it's so hard to remember. I'm afraid I was sort of on a poetry like break. I can't like the in book- very intense moments. I can't turn to poetry. Well, you know why? I was writing the book of Daniel that summer mm-hmm. before mom mm-hmm. died. No, two summers before. Yeah. So two summers before I wrote the book of Daniel. And then the following summer, I literally probably wouldn't have been reading that much poetry i was in such a weird place with it and were you staying with your mom that yeah, summer that summer i you stayed guys with went mom to the and beach. i and i don't know if i read any poems i mean i generally travel with like tim dugos some louise glick sharon i always have a few classics and sexton there's people that i travel with mm-hmm. but i can't remember but mm-hmm. i i was very anti-poetry around the time i was writing book of daniel i just couldn't mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm I was like, mm. did your mom like poetry? N- no, I mean, it wasn't. That was just my thing. I mean, they all, yeah. you know, were, thought it was cool that I did it, but it was just my thing. And did your, it seems from your poems, especially in the new, the new manuscript that I just read, like cover to cover in two days, it felt like mom and homophobia, mm-hmm. right? And you use, to me, it felt like I'm using homophobia to talk about my mom a little bit and like mm-hmm. how I felt about her trying really hard to unpeel her mm-hmm. homophobia. Cause I feel like yeah. that's a lot about what the book is about. Yeah. But then also like using your mom and grief to talk about the grief of experiencing homophobia. Mm-hmm. And then also elegies for my mother. And also elegies for my mother and rage religion. Right. But like just tied in the homophobia. Well, that's it. Right. These two, it felt like to me, the sexuality, it's not really sexuality. It's really just homophobia Mm -hmm. and how it influenced your relationship with your mother. And then the allergies for your mother, which is sort of like a, I wish our culture had been better because I, I think my mom would have loved me more easily. Mm-hmm. Like she loved you, of course. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but it was. There are moments in the book where, like that, those. I love that, like the houses, right? Like there's some really beautiful houses out mm-hmm. here. I wish I knew more about them. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like she's talking about you. Yeah. Right. She just literally went back to that space again, and I was like, yeah. "Huh." And the moment where Belinda said, um, "Mom wasn't going to wake up again," mm-hmm. and 
Belinda said, literally we were sitting here, mom, Belinda's like, mom, Aaron's a really successful poet. He's published four books. And she looked at me, she's like, I thought she should know. Well, that's the poem. I, was was, I don't want to cry. It's one of the most moving, moving things that my sister has ever done to me. But, it was just so like generous and, um, and like, but it also was the stunning moment of having that said to my mom. Like, even though we knew she wasn't going to wake up again, when she said it, it was like, <gasps> like, like we don't talk about my poems in the house like that. And do you it, think it was she didn't so, read your work at all? No. Mom, I believe that mom Googled me and found out some things and then walked away because she called Belinda and cried over the essay on the Academy of American right. Poets website. And I think she knew then. And my family was really good at denial. And what was that essay about? Growing up gay in a fundamentalist family, Sharon Olds, um, you know, I go back to May 1937 mm-hmm. and at writing the body. And, and yeah, she read that essay. So she knew exactly what was going on and chose not to engage it, which is fine because so, I didn't want to engage it either. Mm-hmm, sure. I didn't. Right. If she would have asked me, I would have engaged it, but she didn't ask me. Right. And you compartmentalized poetry 100%. and family. Yeah. Well, but I also feel like I told the students, I said I was protecting my family and I was protecting my poems. And those things had to exist separately. I don't know how we got into the Oprah interview of this <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to keep going with it. Well, I had a lot of shame. I feel like this book in certain ways is more vulnerable because Aaron Smith, who's written all these books and everyone says is risky and bold, admits that he lied to his parents. I feel like that's a riskier narrative for me than the other stuff that I've said. You and I can be dirtier, easier than we can tell some things. Oh, I mean, people think we're so edgy and you can't, you can't. He always mistakes like dirty for risky and they're not the same thing. Not when you've been called dirty your whole life. Mm-hmm. But that tells you nothing about who I am just because I can say this thing. Exactly. Right? But what if me saying that is the thing that keeps you at a bay because you think it's edgy and it really right. isn't, you know? Yeah. Also, I don't mind inhabiting because I already do in your imagination about what you think homosexuals do. I mm-hmm. already inhabit the abject place. The place mm-hmm. of trash and refuse. Yeah. Uh, and so, fine. I will be the man yeah. on the dump for you. Thank you. I don't care. Thank you. It's a and place love of it. power. So I have another question for you. Was your mom a reader? Did she like reading? Yes. She liked reading a lot, actually. she I would buy her Nicholas Sparks books. Mm-hmm. And she also liked Christian fiction. You know, mm-hmm. she, she would read that. But it was funny. She would Christian never fiction read like the Bible, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Well, the romance. The, the, it was more fatal attraction in the in the Bible oh, romance. Like, oh, Mary Magdalene getting it hot. She did. Jesus. She didn't like dirty books though. So mom would read yeah. books and find them offensive and she'd scribble out the swear words. She would censor them as she read them, which was so funny. What? What would she use? Yeah, she would just she didn't like a dirty, she'd take a pen and just scribble out the dirty words after she read them. Wow. Yeah. That's so did she do that her whole life? I don't know. There was a Lisa Glatt poem about her sending her mother one of her poems from her book. And she talks about sending her mother a poem and she's coming home and her mother had scribbled out the word penis in her mm. book. And I mentioned that poem <laughs> she, to my mom when I was in graduate school. She circumcised the poem. Yeah, she did. 
And I remember mom was like, well, do you still love God? I mean, do you still love God? Like that was when I was in graduate school. She was questioning me about God and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. What did you say? I think I said, well, yeah. I mean, I lied. I definitely, uh-huh. it was always the path of least resistance. It was like, yeah, of course, do what I have survival. to do to survive. What's the point of fighting about it? They were fundamentalists. They, they would, I mean, it was the tenant put nothing before God, the kingdom of God. So like you would even hear in church, like that means you have to turn away from your family. You do it. Like it was a given that God was going to be first. Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't like, I, I never understood this sort of like, oh, you have to test it. They're going to choose you. Like, well, why do I have to have this tidy narrative that everyone else thinks I should have? When my mom died, literally within the first three minutes of her dying, I felt the biggest sense of like, yes, I did it. I kept her protected from all of it until she died. I felt a moment of of self-happiness that I protected her, that I did it. From your poems? From my poems, from the parts of her that she was scared of with me. And I take my mom back in a minute to have all the anxiety and the secrets again. Mm. But I also protected my poems. I, I made a pact. I'm going to send them what I want to send them. I'm going to say whatever I want. And if they get discovered, we'll deal with it. I mean, I have both worlds. And they never bought sick. your books. They didn't know I had books. No. Yeah. No, that's when Belinda told mom on the yeah, deathbed. That, she, that you have four books. Mom didn't know I published books. Wow. Yeah. What's but I don't know but her knowing wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have done anything for us. Uh-huh. You know, the stuff I write about. I do know the stuff you write about. So you, you put me publishing blue and blue ground at age 30, the therapy, shame, the, the anger, the lying, the moving away, everything all comes down to 80 pages or whatever it is. I don't think my parents, my mom could have read that book in one sitting in a moment in time and ever understood how I got from birth to that. And it's in such a small space. It's like, it's, they didn't know how to read poems. They don't understand speaker. It would have just ruined our relationship, but I, I made art anyway, because I, I wasn't going to give it up, but it would have, I always lived knowing it could ruin my family anytime. And so when your mom read that essay, she didn't call you. She called your sister called Belinda. And I was at Belinda's. Oh, did she know that and you Belinda just poured the vodka? <laughs> it's like, she looked at me. She's like, she knows, she knows. Oh. And I had that moment like, uh, and then I remember that's the summer I got Alice. Belinda's like, after that fall, Belinda's like, you need it. And I remember I went swimming in Nashville right after all that happened. And no one was at the pool because it was a Sunday morning. It was me and like one or two other people. And I was, remember, I wanted to write a poem called Swimming with the Fundamentalist, even though you know they weren't there, something about that. Um, or swimming, you know, in the fundamentalist at church. And then Belinda's like, you need a, you need an animal, you need a dog. And I was really afraid to go home because I didn't know if like our family was going to like fall apart. I had Alice mm-hmm. and I walked in and mom was really weird. And she went and took a bath and she came out. I really think she'd been crying. And then she made over Alice. And then that was, we never talked about it again until the big fight with the apology poem. And then we had it all out. Mm. And she apologized. 
And then it's like for your childhood. Yeah. Which made me feel worse. That's what I say in the poem. It's, it's like another weird, it's just it's like quit. We made a pact of silence. You don't get to interrupt that now. It mm. felt very like, yeah, I'll do this. You do that. And we'll live and we'll love each other with these other things on the side. And that's the pact. I mean, I worked on therapy. It wasn't like, I mean, there, this is like therapy supported. Like they're like, yeah, you're making decisions that will protect you. That were best for you. Like they never were like, oh, you need to go and give them your books. I mean, they're just, they're like, what, why? And your sister, she reads your books. Mm-hmm. She listens to this filthy podcast. <laughs> what? She used to listen to this filthy podcast. I know. Um, I remember I had a lot of anxiety with blue and blue ground coming out mm-hmm. and I remember we were sitting in the East Village. I remember the restaurant. And she looked at me and I'm talking about the poems and nervous Belinda, things I could never tell my mother. And she was like, she looked at me and she was like, I was there. I remember when all of that happened. Like she was affirming for me that I wasn't crazy, that I hadn't exaggerated, that it was true. And it was the biggest gift. She's like, I was there when all of that happened. And it was such a gift because it just corroborated everything that you and she's never censored me belinda mm-hmm. belinda's drafted a little bits of a novel before she has some mm-hmm. and they're really good and they're very autobiographical and like she's written about you know the character who's the brother you know deals with like um you know the parents and the homophobics you know and it's mm. really painful and i'm thinking oh my god of course i would never censor her um, but I thought, oh my God, that's just a little snippet. And she's been letting me for 15 years, write books and just read them and deal with them. Does she ever tell you, oh, you know, you got this detail wrong. She teases me. Like, oh, she te- I, well, I've made up stuff that's not hurtful. And I, like one image, the poem safe and appetite. I made Belinda, the quote, Belinda character make out with her hand. I, needed, <laughs> I remember I, that poem. Well, I needed yeah. that to happen. Yeah. And I said, well, Belinda, I just played with the general idea of kids practicing kissing on their hand. Right. She's been course. in a reading before. She's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I've had small readings with friends with, with her eighties hair with friends. Like I didn't do that. It was so funny. Yeah. That's funny. Um, you need yeah. to text her and say, did you make out with your hand? She will immediately have a, a response for you. I don't need to do that. I don't need she, that. She would love, she would love it. She would giggle. Oh, yeah. She, funny. we laugh about it. Yeah. Um, my brother's the same way. And I give him the things I write just to I, literally say, did I get this wrong or is mm-hmm. this right? You know? Yeah. Um, and I have no idea what I would do if Dustin died. If he was like, you please don't do this. It'd be so hard. No, not. I mean, if he told me not, I mean, when in his addiction, I told him he didn't have to ask. I told him I will not write about this. But then you told me, but then you told me you're like, but I probably will. And if it's good, I know I'll publish it. You told it's me true. that. I remember I was like, I know you're like the same. Yeah. I'm not. And then it's like, mm. and then I did. And then I told him, you know, I sent one poem out and it got accepted. It's a good um, poem. And Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh poem. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, well, now I have to have a conversation about that. And if he mm-hmm. needs me to pull the poem, if it's between my brother's sobriety and a poem published, 
sobriety is different i mean it's just your brother being pissy that's different but sobriety 100 percent. like right. yeah i, I didn't and i i'm not interested in writing things that are going to hurt belinda like yeah. that's never been an impulse for me like i'm like she and i were sort of like in the camp together like we were we were you know you were survivors together yeah yeah, yeah. so the stuff that would hurt her doesn't interest me as poems because if you look at my stuff this is like the first book where i actually have a poem to my sister oh wow first book i've never belinda may get mentioned tangentially but i've never written a poem about to belinda oh wow i didn't realize that and it also is playing off because if you notice the good thief epigraph at the beginning Mm -hmm. marie howe has a poem in her book called letter to my sister oh so I have a letter to my sister in my new book. Wow. The poem that I got a lot of love on that's not in the book. And I want it in the book, but Miguel really made me see why I probably shouldn't be in the book is God is not great. Miguel told me, he said, it's a funny poem, but when you put it in this book, he said, it just feels angry. He said, it just feels brutal. And it made me think about my whole life, how I think things are funny and no one else does. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's what, that was like, this might be the poetry equivalent. Um, you know, my mom Googles me constantly. Really? Once, I guess I was in like grad school and she, I, I, she had found out that I had a push cart nomination and we talked on the phone and she was like, how come you didn't tell me that you got a, this num? I was like, mom, it's sort of like an also ran. Like I didn't, mm -hmm. it's a nomination. I didn't get it. Yeah. If you get yeah. it, then it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I now someone's going to say, Oh, James is so like whatever about put. I mean, I, I appreciate that mm -hmm. somebody nominated the poem and thought well enough of all the poems they published that yeah. year. Like, you know, I don't even understand the push cart. Like I've numerous times I've been written and said, please send poems, please send uh -huh. tear sheets. And then journals have told me they've nominated. I don't even keep, I mean, you know, cause it doesn't mean anything until you win it. I mean, it's nice, but it's, it's nice. It's a sure. nice moment between you and that journal. It's like, That's thank it. you. Yeah. It's, I'm not, but I'm not, my mom's not part of that journal. Yeah. When I published the essays, Mm -hmm. She was, she was like, okay, well, what, what, what do I need to know? And I mm -hmm. said, well, mom, I, I do say some things I think you will find hurtful. And she was like, well, what are they? And I was like, I just need you to know that's how I felt at the time. And I mm -hmm. don't feel that way now, but I mm -hmm. could not be dishonest to the person yeah. in that essay. Yeah. Right? Like I had, it was a record of a time. Um, and so I told her and she was like, yeah, that is really hurtful. And I was like, mom, I don't feel that way now. I wish mm -hmm. I didn't feel it then, but I did. Mm -hmm. And I have to yeah. be honest about it. And she said, okay, well, I was basically, I was saying, I don't think you should read this book. Mm -hmm. And then she said, well, if it's okay with you, I don't think I'm going to read the book. Oh. And I was like, oh, sure, mom. That sounds mm -hmm. like a good idea. Like now that it's your yeah. idea, it's totally fine. You know what she did, Aaron? Oh no. It came out. She bought the book. Mm -hmm. She read the book. <laughs> she got pissed about the book. 
And then she didn't tell me that she, because she had told me that she wasn't going to buy the book and she was, she wasn't, I mean, I would have sent her the book. I didn't, I, mm. I don't make my mom buy my book. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would have sent her the book. Um, and she got mad. She told my older brother that she was mad at me for writing the stuff that I wrote. I mean, mm -hmm. what she was mad about, by the way, was really fascinating. It's yeah. never what you think it's going to be that upsets yeah. people. And then my older brother, I went, like, we, we go, my, my little brother in, in Pittsburgh, we go to Indiana for Christmas. And so we went, my older brother was like picking these fights with me mm. because he, I upset my mom and he wanted yeah. to get me back for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a big fight. I mean, we had such a fight that I left the house. I put my feet on my shoes, not in my, you know how you do that? Mm -hmm. Because I was, I needed mm -hmm. to leave the house that, that fast, that badly. Cause I thought he was going to mm -hmm. go downstairs and get a gun and shoot me. Like we had a knockdown. Like I told mom fight. not to read it. Well, I didn't know. Like I told mom not I, to read it. I had no idea that she, that's what was, I was like, I, for a year, I was like, Dustin and I were like, what the fuck had happened? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that that's what that fight was about for like a year. Until my mom was like, well, I read your book. And I was like, okay, oh, well, God. glad you read yeah. it. Like, what's that supposed mm -hmm. to do to me? Yeah, yeah you're I a grown-up. You made that decision. Like, I told, we agreed you weren't going to. And mm -hmm. you decided to read it. And then you got upset about it. And that's on you. Yeah. Sorry about it. It's like when, listen, I have diabetes. I know mm -hmm. that that dark chocolate up in that um, cabinet is not good for me. Mm -hmm. And at 2 a.m., bitch, you're like, mm. I wake up, my eyes just open like an alarm clock. <laughs> and I know it's, oh, it's calling to me. It's thinking of me. I need it. Do you miss cigarettes? Every fucking day. <laughs> really? Not every day, but yeah, I dream about, I dream smoke. After I got sick on them, I never wanted to smoke again. I got oh, sick on it. I amateur. smoked sure I got sick. Well, I mean, I smoked a whole pack and like on a date or half a pack on a date and I got sick and it never, on a date? I tried to get, this guy and I did not hit it off, but we liked each other well enough to hang out. Like we weren't attracted. He's like, do you care if we get cigarettes? I'm like, it sounds great. And we split a whole pack within like two hours and I got like the Nick shakes and I was, it was awful. <laughs> Tommy was, are you still me. friends with him? No. Oh, can't remember his name, but no. I mean, it was fine. It was not a bad experience. We just fell out of touch, you know. I cannot believe you smoke cigarettes with Mona Van Dunn. Hey, Mother Aaron. <laughs> hey, James, with all of your mother issues. <laughs> mother, you? may I? Mother, may I, please. May mother, may I sleep with danger oh that is it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime <laughs> movie, maybe we'll like do a whole show where we watch that and critique it live <laughs> um, fun. all right so we're going to fact check this episode um first i just want to say aaron's book the book of daniel was published october 1st 2019 by the pit poetry series um you we talked about like when um you sent me the manuscript when you were writing it um, you first sent me that manuscript on July 12th, 2018. Wow. Um, and can I, can I read actually that email? Oh, sure. Uh, just a little bit of mm -hmm. it. 
I was feeling ambitious today and arranged all of my poems into a preliminary manuscript. I'm still writing for it, but I think something is happening. I'm sending it to you because I need it to exist somewhere else in the world. Read it or don't read it. I hope it makes sense. I'm a loony loony these days. Hmm. I'm still loony loony. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do have a new manuscript also, but yeah. And, you know, I really think it was around then that I feel like it was kind of finished too. There may have been a few things, but yeah, I was just in this, this really intense space of writing. Yeah. I love that you have that though. I, I searched my email. Thank goodness for a searching email. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we mentioned your essay, The Very Act of Telling, Sharon mm-hmm. Olds and Writing Narrative Poetry, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. Um, and you talk about a Lisa Glatt poem. It's in the book. Um, oh, do you want to say the book name? Yeah, Lovers and Other Monsters. And I have it somewhere on my shelves, and I cannot find it, and I will find it as soon as we're finished. But if I do, we'll we'll just post the name in the show notes, and you can go look for it if I locate it. So, But it is definitely that book, and it's a fabulous book published by Pearl Editions. Thank you. Um, and lastly, you say that um, should I have texted your sister, Belinda, Mm-hmm. Um, that she would actually giggle about the hand makeout poem. Mm-hmm. And that was true. I texted your sister and she did giggle about that. So you were not lying. That is so funny. And now I'm questioning whether I got the Lisa Glatt. I was like distracted while you were telling me that. I'm going to uh-huh. Google it right now just because it's going just to make me. so we don't have well, to fact check. Well, yeah, fact so we check. don't have to fact check the fact check. It just keeps going. It's so yeah. funny. And we just talked to Denise Duhamel today, and we said the title there too. So Belinda did tell me about the phone call. Then she was like, <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, James was afraid for a second that I was mad. Because she said angry faces first. She was thought it was hysterical. <laughs> it is Monsters and Other Lovers. So I That's did, what it is. Yes, it is Monsters and Other Lovers. And it was a really important book for me. And it came out um in february 1st 1996 thank you very much um the i think we say um when we mentioned marie house uh uh, poem letter to my sister that it's in the good thief yes and that's that's all that i caught awesome i mean i caught chlamydia too but (laughs) uh that was what was happening in the room while i was listening to yes 100 percent. i'm I'm okay with that no shame and yeah no as a and don't let don't don't think it will slow me down. <laughs> That's what Tallulah Bankhead said when she was after she released, got chlamydia. After she got an STD and oh she was gosh. released from the hospital, she told the doctor, "Don't think this is going to slow me down." Go to don't Lula. you love that? You go don't to Lula. Lula. All right, bye. 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 Hey everyone, if you like today's breaking form, please go to the Apple Store and review us with five stars. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Breaking Form Pod, and be sure to check the show notes for references. And remember, we're not for everyone. Um, oh my god, we're recording all of this. Oh shit. <laughs>